it is time to tune up the band and my god are we all ill for it is another episode of the sweet chinwag podcast i am sam alongside dan and reardon as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling joining us this week Ah, oh, gives me great pleasure to say you may have seen this man with his work with Sovereign Pro. You may have seen him pop up on the Rest Things podcast. Shout out to those lads. They are awesome. You may have also seen his work on his channel, GG on Wrestling. Yes, it is GG on Wrestling. GG is about time you popped in. How are you, sir? I am good. Pleasure to be here. I am not to show off, but at full pristine health. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn you. <laughs> Loving life. Making, <laughs> making better decisions than I have. I would say lucky, lucky for some who don't have a cold or had a very rough night out. Isn't that right, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Three pound, three pound fifty double rum and cokes. What, you know? No. I would have made the same call. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it I... is play times at the Sweet Chinwag podcast. Oh my god, there's a bug going round. There is no, nah, there was something going round. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you're going to be hearing me cough for the entirety of this this recording. I'm so sorry. Either that, or I your mic been... cuts off from how loud you start coughing, Reardon. <laughs> oh, that yeah, I have been fighting. One of the worst head colds I have ever had in my life. A cold that seemed to have ended with the symptoms of my fucking joints hurting. It's just awful. <laughs> I there's, there's nothing I can say other than it's, it's awful. You're getting, you're getting like me every time you get ill, just all your body starts aching. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, brother. What is this? I woke up and I, I woke up and I'm like, yo, why the fuck are my like the the joints connecting to my pelvis hurting? That's <laughs> never happened before. Sorry, you you you're in hell now. Oh my god, that can't be. That can't continue. It's, it's probably from where like you're coughing and tensing your whole body. Like that's yeah. what generally just makes you ache and shit after. Most I'm, I'm likely. Just, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna say, Ridden, you're basically going through everything I've had to do with being ill at any point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> How have you not gets a cold, my shoulders start hurting. Of course. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I would wish it. It's just awful. But whatever. You don't need to move to talk. I was gonna no, say, that's true. true. <laughs> I was gonna say, apart from that, are you doing all right, Ridden? From that, I'm alright, obviously. I've had a, like, apart from being horrifically ill, I've had a pretty good week. <laughs> you know what? Same. Same. You know, we had, I had the, just had the uh, 2022 video come out, Joseph's one, which went down a treat with everybody. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. I'm glad everybody liked the title sequence as well, because taking over from IQ, that was a daunting prospect, but apparently everyone really enjoyed it, so. I it's must have done a good job. What, what would IQ do? Exactly. No, that was my. That was kind of like my. Uh, like my inspiration going in. What would IQ do? Basically, mostly probably just a load of stuff involving blood and or Lex Luger. But Lex isn't wrestling now, so I had to do the up. I had to do the the former. <laughs> find a way. Find a way to shoehorn him in anyway. Exactly. That's like that's like your calling card. <laughs> Lex just Lex Luger everything. No. <laughs> Anyway, we give you this podcast because those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know, guys, my knee joints 
still her as the sickness seems to be going down the body and hopefully emanating out. But even with this, even with this, we are still pending and we always will be. I don't care how many joints start hurting. That's how we're going to do it. I feel like this episode is just going to be me me and you, Rita, just moaning about how ill we are. (laughs) Buddy, you thought we were going to be talking about something else nah <laughs> nah that's this is it man this head cold's got to you man this head cold this got is it this this is it man <laughs> so before we get on to our match focus all about that classic match from tna unbreakable 2005 it is time to visit dan for this week's wrestling news one second okay dun 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 down wrestling news that's a more baritone version because how rough your voice is, yeah. huh, Dan? <laughs> I know. Hey, it is what it is. I can live with it. Ah, <laughs> so yeah, um, let's jump into let's jump into the news. Um, do we want to start with WWE or do we want to start elsewhere? I'd like to start with AEW, if I'm honest. Let's start with AEW then. Um, because I uh, the. the... Jay Briscoe, uh, yeah, Jay I guess. Briscoe Memorial Show. Yes, um, which is free on YouTube and I believe free on Honor Club as well. Um, mm-hmm. About, I was going to say, um, about time as well that Warner Discovery finally allowed uh, uh, Mark Briscoe to actually appear on AEW. That tribute match on on this week's Dynamite was actually freaking awesome, and what a, yeah. a great tribute to to Jay um in that regard mark being on terrific form as he usually is my favorite bit about it was that tweet which was like um pro wrestling is such a specific thing because there's no other world where you could see someone doing uh an elbow drop from seven foot for his in memory of his brother and be like this is what he would have wanted yeah 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 this is what i think it's like like imagine like you just work in an office and then you lose someone you're like i'm gonna go and do a good job at work today in memory like <laughs> it's just do you know what i mean or i'm gonna i'm gonna go build a shelf today or whatever job you do like i'm gonna really fix these pipes today yeah. like in memory <laughs> what you would have wanted what, no what you would have wanted <laughs> but yeah that, i just fair play to the man like the strength of his character to be able to come out there and do that after such a horrible horrible thing like i was just barely holding it together throughout yeah. that whole match oh, no, like, I, they... I literally the match ended i was just crying do, do you know what i don't know for... it was the entrance with him holding both tag yeah. belts really really hurt like that was just horrible and then and then the i don't know why but the thank you tony chance got me as well i was just like oh my god like yeah. just the just that moment like they're what they're doing out there for Jay and then the crowd's appreciation of the fact that they can be there for it and it is happening. It was just a crazy moment. And then obviously Mark at the end, hugging Tony at the end of the ramp. I was just like, Oh my God, get this off my screen. I can't anymore. Yeah. It was when he, Oh, that, that right at the end of the match, he goes straight to the camera and tells Jay's daughters to keep the chin up and just tell Jamin, I love you. And no, that got, that got me. That yeah, got man. me so much. Um, it's terrific. I mean, J- Jay Lethal, despite you know what we've what I think of him yeah, and Jay what's Lethal. going on. 
being what it is, Jay Lethal, barely able to hold it together as well during that match. But both of them put on a terrific performance, if you ask so, me. So to that point, so Jay Lethal, like you could see he was visibly like just in bits as he yeah. walked out. Then there's yeah. a moment in the match where they like Mark just seems to chop him and he goes, are we going to do this? Like, And yeah. from then it's just right. Like wipe it, like let's brush it off and let's do what we're here to do for Jay. Let's, you know, get this done and then to just seal it off with the Jay driller. Of course he was going to, but it's just like, like yeah. I think I won't steal this because it was a different podcast. I think it was Michael Sidgwick that said about just how, you know, to your point, Dan, you said about the, the elbow from the top and then, you know, we're having fun. We're in this wrestling match and then snap out of reality Jay Driller, remember what's happened. You know, this is why we're here. This is why we've done this. And yeah, just a beautiful moment, man. And yeah, just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Exactly. That tribute show also, as well. I'm also so happy that um, mm. uh, Rick Abani and Caprice got to oh, man. Mm. I love Ian yeah. Rick Abani, like and Caprice Common. I think they are an underrated commentary duo, if you ask me, in today's yeah. uh, wrestling landscape. Um. Yeah, that it's, tribute. It's the, it's the energy they bring. The exactly. They bring is so good. That tribute show as well. I will. You, you anyone can knock AEW uh, and criticize them, rightfully so at times. I think for what they do, yeah. but they do know how to put on a tribute show and to lovingly pay mm-hmm. tribute to people that have passed away. I mean, it, I mean, the Brody Lee one was a prime example of that, and that Jay tribute show was another great example of it. Say what you will about them, they know I where love- to step up. Yeah, and I love the fact that they were showing old classic matches as well, weaved in the show. Yeah. Like, I just thought that was just a nice touch, you know, old vignettes and stuff. And, you know, a real, you know, package of, like, everything he's done. Not just, you know, the wrestlers that are currently out there paying tribute, but let's show you what Jay was and what he meant as well. It was just really well done. I haven't actually sat through all of the matches yet. Um, I think I gave up when I saw Samoa Joe crying yeah. because that's my boy. Yeah. That's my boy, and I just could not watch yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen it, and I don't, I don't think I'm ready to see just Joe cry about anything. I'm not. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm prepared for that. Nah, it is um a, a lovingly well thought out tribute show for sure, and I, you know, I think it's what we reiterated last week when we were talking about all of this is that um. Jay, Jay meant a hell of a lot to a lot of people, and if anything, the the loving tributes and the words that have been said by everyone has been true, tried and true testament to his character, I think, and how he was able to, um, of course, the things that he said all those years ago. How he was able to actually, it's very rare for a person to admit that they were wrong when they say stuff like that. And not only do that, but to learn to better themselves and to actually be, you know, an ally at the end as well. It takes a hell of a lot of character to do that. And from everyone, as you, as Effie and Sunny Kiss said, they never once felt threatened or, you know, scared by Jay. If anything, they felt welcomed by him. That takes a lot <laughs> to do that. And I imagine, especially from a guy from rural Delaware <laughs> as well. Mm. But this is it. And if we can't... Look, I appreciate, you know, people say things, they shouldn't say things, mm. and, you know, it's wrong. And, you know, I'm not one that kind of would easily forget, you know, if I saw anything like that, it just doesn't sit right with me. But if we can't put these people on a platform that have truly reformed and you know that you know they regret what they've said or they've really changed their stance on things and 
you know, what we need to spotlight that and yeah. and show those people and spotlight them just as much as cancelling the people that do, you know, wrong and say wrong. You know, it's it's a difficult one, but we do need to obviously spotlight the people that. Of yeah. pushing that scene and, and changing themselves the and the mm. effort and mm. everything to change yeah it, from everything i've heard he did the work so and what more can you say after that exactly exactly all i say is now like from what i've heard his daughters have made are making a recovery which is the best news that you could possibly hear mm. out of this situation so all the best to the pew family honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> um royal rumble it is royal rumble time isn't it, Dan? So I guess with this uh, with is, this year, we gotta we gotta do our predictions as per usual. I I know we do have to do predictions. I do briefly want to touch on one thing because I have seen one thing from WWE this week, um, and it was the videos going around of the Carrion Cross um Rey Mysterio match from last night. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Now, now tell me what's does, happened. Why does Why does Carrion Cross look like he's wrestling in in like maple syrup? <laughs> he does, doesn't. He? I, I have not. I like. I watched it, and I was like, there was like so much time between doing stuff. I was just like, um, across. Are you okay? <laughs> Against Rey Mysterio as well. He was managing. Yeah, he was this. just being really slow, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> I guess this is a thing that we're doing now. <laughs> Maybe it was just to make Rey Mysterio look even faster. <laughs> See, they. That's it. That's the one. He, it it does, but then it also makes Cross look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, he Which was cosplaying as Triple H as well. <laughs> I, I saw his 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 gear made him look a lot like Triple H. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, his, his gear has like tri- it has like a whole it has like three words on it, and what I remember is it just says Triple A. <laughs> Which is always a good sign. <laughs> Either he's a massive Lucha fan or he's a massive Hunter <laughs> Mark. <laughs> It was like it, it had like annihilate something something, and I was just maybe like, he loves oh, batteries. Yeah, <laughs> he ran out of maybe, he's got, maybe he's got a sponsorship with Duracell. Fall and change your batteries. <laughs> I wonder if that. No, I was going to say. I wonder if that Spartan mask had battery. No, I'm not going to even go there. <laughs> So, yes, from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, it's the, uh, it's the Royal Rumble. Hickenbottom and Levesque. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. So, rather than going through the card, um, I'm going to just say to you three, what are your predictions for the men's and women's Rumbles? Who's going to win? And who do you think's going to pop up? All right. So, I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in. I'm going to take it off everyone's plates. It, it's Cody Rhodes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Head says Cody. My heart says Sammy. Yeah, that's ba- that's basically the thing. Uh, I, I would love for Sammy to win, and I would love to have Sammy as WWE champion. He fully deserves it, and it would be an incredible cap-off to the whole story. But adrenaline in my soul, holy fuck, it's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> It, oh man, I think I, I've got it right there. Do you know what I would love to see? Final two would be Cody and Sammy. After yeah. I guess Sammy, fine. After everything he's done, the trials and tribulations, he's almost he's proven to the bloodline that he's loyal. But 
in a in a cruel twist of fate, if Roman's in the match, or if if anyone from the Bloodline's in the match, he fires first before they fire ba- fire at him. That's probably that would be my prediction. Is that Sammy decides to get the first blow in before well, he had, gets I betrayed had, by had, the Bloodline? So I had that. I also had the cursed booking. <laughs> oh God! Which is that like, um, so you have a final. You have like a final three. Of Cody, Sammy, and then like I don't know one of the members of the Bloodline. I assume at this point Solo Sokoa because he hates Sammy or whatever. That's the story, right? It's so Sammy. So Sammy eliminates him, right? Mm. And then because he eliminates him, he decides to like like distract him, and then like Cody throws him out, and Cody wins, and then it goes to a really cursed triple threat match. So they can protect Roman even more. Hmm. I'd love. I'd, I'd love to. I don't want to bring this booking into the universe. I'm just. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> At this I think point, you might have already. Honestly, mm. I think you just done. You just did it. You just did it, mate. Sorry to tell you. So I'm guessing the real. If we're gonna like, if we all conclude that, I guess the most realistic options probably Cody. At this point. Yeah. I. I think he was destined for it since the day he debuted yeah. in. WWE. He made straight away in an interview. He said, "I've got really good Rumble stats, but you know, I've never won the Rumble." Yeah. So, yeah, they, he's they didn't he's even let his Rumble appearance be a surprise. They had him do a promo where he goes, "I am number four in the Royal Rumble." Yeah. Do, do you guys think? Do you do you guys think there's anything to this like possible rejection from the crowd? I don't think so, mostly because I think a WWE crowd is more privy to, is more kind of on the side of Cody than, say, an AEW crowd. Well, this is what, apparently his merch is selling, like, hotcakes, Mm. so. I I would be... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Raiden. So I was gonna say, I just, I, I would be very surprised if a crowd isn't, isn't for this. If they boo him, I think it'll be something around it, not him specifically. That'd be my. I best. think if that was the like, case, I feel like the crowd, right? Mm. They would be annoyed at like Sam about Cody winning and Sammy losing, right? They would be annoyed at it, but it wouldn't be enough to like genuinely start like going after WWE. I don't think yeah. it'll be a Brian, a, get, a, a, Daniel Bryan thing. To, we would get to Mania, and then everyone would be like, "Oh my God, it's Cody Rhodes versus versus Roman." But this can all change if The Rock appears. <laughs> I don't think that brother is. I, I was so sure that he was going to appear, and now I absolutely am not. Mm. I don't think so. I, at one point, I was like, yeah, that's, The Rock is going to be there. He's not going to win, but he's going to be there. It's going to be a big hype, but I, I don't know now. In terms of surprise appearances, though, I think realistically... I reckon John Cena, and yeah. I would even yeah. go as far as to say Logan Paul are the probably the two most realistic surprise entrants. In terms of who I'd like to see pop up, I've heard murmurings of people fantasy booking, and I wouldn't say no to the great Muta appearing. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. retirement tour, we've had Nakamura and Noah. It wouldn't be far-fetched. <laughs> I would yeah. not say no to that. Yeah. Mm. But come on. Like, Why not? It'd be like, special. Yeah, like, I'm not... Sneeze? No. But... I'm... 
would I be okay with seeing him? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against that. I don't, but like, do I think it's gonna happen? I don't know. I'm, I'm not against it though. Jay White's not appearing, despite what many people want to no. think and believe. Jay White's not appearing at the Rumble. It just seems like every other every other year when a Wrestle Kingdom ends, Jay White in the Royal Rumble always seems to pop up. It's just the same thing, like over and over. The only thing that baited me was that I saw, I saw a tweet that was like, um, "Oh, will Jay White make an appearance at the Rumble?" And I thought it was like an actual official WWE account. It wasn't. It was like some fuck. It was like WWE on CNN or whatever. Mm. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's crazy that the official WWE account would tweet about a person who's not contracted to them appearing in the Rumble." And I was like, "Oh, okay, wait, wait I've got this wrong." <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you think we get any old school legends? Any fun names from the past? I imagine we probably will. Honestly, honestly, I think my if someone, considering that I we've heard rumblings, maybe Austin makes an appearance. Maybe I, I would go as far as to say I would not be surprised if Shawn Michaels makes an appearance. It's San no. Antonio. No. No, oh, you're right, but no, no. Is it a DX reunion? Don't do it for the Royal Rumble. Remember what happened last time. I know, but still. Cody can get Ted DiBiase Jr. to make a surprise appearance. I come from money. No, I don't want that. Nah, when it comes, when it comes, when it comes to surprises, um, I like. If if Muta slash KG Muto makes an appearance, okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know if there will be anyone else too crazy because they haven't been being like forced into any weird situations or anything. Mm. Um I imagine we might get some legends, so we might get something like a like a spot from like the hurricane. We might get we might get a couple people from like mid 2000s ish I've just realized as well yeah. with the ru rumor going round Matt Cardona yeah possibly he, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't you know as, as much as I'd be very fucking nervous Biggie oh I wish I would I, I, could you imagine the reception that Biggie would get if he actually does appear that would be insane yeah I I, I, I that's with like Kofi yeah. Oh, um, also Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Shane O'Mac at number 28 again. No. We're not having <laughs> fucking Shane McMahon. Oh, We're not gosh. not fucking Shane McMahon. It, it's, it, it's, it's Stephanie. She comes she comes in saying, I, re I really, I only retired as corporate, and then she takes it off. Oh, no, don't you dare say that. No, she's going to win the Women's Rumble. Oh, no. <laughs> No. Worst timeline, let's go. No. Worst timeline. No, I just recently came, just found out for a news uh, story that Stephanie supposedly stepped down as co-CEO because Vince was going to demote her. I mean, I understand. Demote her into talent. Do it. <laughs> Book it. Book so, it. I would say in terms of the winning Rumble, I think, I think most people are in agreement that I think Rhea should win it. Yeah. 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 In, in terms of surprise entrance, I mean, I wouldn't be fussed in seeing Trish or Lita, uh, Lita once more as a surprise entrant. 
Um, I just feel like the problem with the women's rumble is it seems any surprise entrants are the same surprises you see exactly. every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I love Molly Holly, but sometimes it's like that she's been appearing in it as a surprise entrant so many times. It's kind of lost a little bit of its luster somewhat. And your Victorias and your Kelly Kellys and your Tory Wilsons. Mm-hmm. You know, the, unfortunately, the the talent pool of women's wrestling of the past isn't as deep as the men's so you know you're kind of stuck for options i'm saying i am kind of like at this point like until like they get it more boost up should they just make the make the rumble smaller for the women's it's a horrible thing to say but like (sighs) practically practically speaking right i think you're not you're not wrong in thinking that honestly i mean and I would this, rather I think this is a problem WWE have put themselves into, to be yeah, quite absolutely. honest. Oh, absolutely. But they can they can do the do the work and reach outside to other talent. I mean, or, look what know, they, they did last year. They got Mickey in, who was Impact Women's uh, Knockouts champion, and came out yeah. with the Impact Knockouts title, which is like two uh, no two. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that's something. Yeah, if the, if they if they manage to do it. If like if if Vince wasn't back, I'd be kind of like you know there'd probably be more like much more room for like cross promotion stuff. Allegedly, Tasha Steeles has signed something with WWE. I don't know how true that is. I mean, I would love and I would pop crazy if we saw a lunge of Blaze in the Rumble coming out oh, in a monster truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course that is her. That is that is uh, Medusa's career outside of wrestling now is that she's a monster truck driver. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, would, I have so many questions about monster truck rallies. Yes. <laughs> all good, all happily good questions, but what's that deal, you know? It's not really a thing that exists here. Yeah. We don't have the space for it. Yeah, we don't have the space. North? I'll have to look on that up. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> I think it's up. more anyway. kind of like, um, what's the, uh, like the, um, not destruction derbies, but kind of like the uh it's sort of like destruction derbies that we have here but it's more kind of like uh more like rugged racing with like beat uh, like well, beta cars yeah well, i was gonna say because i remember being taken by my uncle to go and watch stock car racing stock car racing mm. speedway that's probably the closest Bang- we got banger banger racing yes yeah banger racing Exactly. That's probably the closest we've got to Monster Truck take a Rally. V- take, a, take a 1995 VW Polo, absolutely gut it, and, <laughs> then, and then smash it into stuff. <laughs> so, I think that's in terms of predictions of what we got for the Rumble. That's pretty much what yeah. we've got there. In terms of storylines, I guess that will come out of it. Lashley Lesnar, I can only imagine, is probably going to get set up there for sure yeah i want to see that at mania even though i would love to see uh like uh gunter versus brock i think realistically i think that's going to get saved for SummerSlam because the story of lashley yeah. and brock has been so long in the making that they, they, they they've got this rubber match has to happen at mania can i yeah I, can, I, 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 can, I, before, can, can i get a brock lesnar bobby lashley shoot wrestling match yes <laughs> uwfi rules can i fight fight pit Yes. Can I just? Yeah. Can I just have UWFI Lesnar Lashley? <laughs> Look, I mean, honestly, that match is just going to be once more only. Hopefully, good. That's all I want. Yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> so, if Logan so... Paul doesn't in- 
doesn't get involved, I can imagine it'll... And I guess Cena Theory might get set up if Logan yeah. Paul's not there. If not, then uh, if Theory's not there, I guess it'll be Logan Paul versus Cena. I can only imagine. Who who do you think they're going to give Gunter to at Mania then? Unless they just do a multi-man oh, ladder something. or something. They'll find something. They'll, they'll find something. I don't know who, but they'll find something. <laughs> Deserves a big fight. They'll prob they'll does, probably uh, just end does. up wanting like Sheamus or something. I think with Clash at the yeah. Castle, I think that's a good option. I mean, because I think yeah. everyone loved that match at Clash at the Castle. I certainly did when I watched it. In terms of anyone else, I mean, I don't want Braun Strowman. <laughs> I mean, Braun's a no. great big man wrestler, but I think... I don't think yeah, that... that... Against, against, against uh, Gunter, Sasha Volta, no. <laughs> I think that match... I don't think that match on paper could possibly sell that spot at mania i mean i wouldn't be remiss to say if there was a rivalry for the ic title leading up to mania nakamura versus gunter would i think would steal the show that'd be awesome that would be great they had a couple of good matches on smackdown didn't they yeah 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 wouldn't be surprised nothing, nothing came from it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much what we've got for the rumble i mean mm -hmm. i'm gonna be very surprised if the rock does make an appearance very surprised who, who if so if you had to put 50 quid down right now on austin or rock appearing at the rumble tonight who would you put it on uh, i i put it on i'd put it on austin i'd put, I'd it, put on it on austin on. i mean for all intents and purposes we've heard murmurings and news sites about austin uh Oh, the WWE reaching out for offers for him for for another yeah. match. We've seen Austin the Reigns or Lesnar, isn't it? They apparently they offered him Lesnar, but so, I don't crazy. know what he does. What do you do with him? Yeah, man? what the fuck is he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> that is inexplicable to me. I mean, could you do? I mean, if if you no, offered him Reigns, you could you honestly justify like trying to offer people Reigns versus Austin at WrestleMania? No, I. What does that even look like? Remember exactly. when I told you before? Remember I told you before that that Vince's booking mindset is twenty is twenty years late, mm. twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's nuts. Oh, It'll be nuts to see. Look, all right, I, 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 I love Austin. I liked when he made his appearance last year. It terrified me intensely. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. But, but the, but the big thing is though, is I was like, no, like I'm, like I get it. Like if he wants to have another match, like okay, he, he, he can do that. But also, like Austin, think of your knees. <laughs> think of your neck. Like, yeah. Like, like what is he actually going to be able to do in a match against Roman Reigns? <laughs> Stomps. Like, that's it. Oh, look at me. Stomping a mud hole with a fucking objective. I mean, it's Texas. It makes sense. I guess we'll probably, it's most likely we're probably going to see Austin. <laughs> Anyhow, are we done with the news, Dan, in that, in that yes, case? Yes, we're done with the news. Lovely stuff. Recommendation corner. What have you got for us this week, Reardon? Nice. How do you feel about living in an office forever? Uh, that's my nightmare. <laughs> oh, well, you're in luck. Oh, fuck. 
as the recommendation today is the Apple Plus original show, Severance. <laughs> I've heard stuff about this show. Yes, a, sh a show about, uh, a gr it's basically about a group of people who have been severed. That is, their minds have been basically split into, like, into basically when they are in an office and out of office. You know, so for the full allegedly work-life balance mm. with the crux being because, you know, the work, the work people's perspectives are always in the office, they never see the outside, and their life is just the office. This goes as well as you expect. <laughs> it, it's really, I really enjoyed it. it. It's got that um classic, like, streaming TV problem of being a tad slow in the middle. Mm. But it does pick up. It's weird enough, and, and it has Christopher Walken. Being Christopher Walken in one of the most strangely affecting romance subplots I've seen in a while <laughs> with, with a romance between Christopher Walken and John Tutoro. It's really sweet and wholesome. Like <laughs> I yeah, I don't wanna I don't want to talk too much about it. There's a lot of surprises. There's a lot of weirdness. I do want to shout out one actor who is the fucking best in that show i'm gonna find his name give me two seconds whilst you do that as well may i just recommend as well i finally got the chance to watch the first two episodes of the last of us tv show oh yeah that's that my jam really good show like really really good i'm very happy that craig mazin is as as seemingly been able to pay tribute to the to the game whilst also kind of really adding some really cool stuff into the lore without without it going too far like overboard or going too far deviating away from the source i really have been enjoying it so far and gosh pedro pascal's a terrific actor isn't he <laughs> he really really yeah. is also it's Tramel Tillman. Tramel Tillman in Severance. He's the best in that fucking show. Incredible performance. <laughs> so Severance and The Last of Us then, yeah? Yeah, that's solid. That's solid recommendations this week. <laughs> Alrighty then. With that, it is time to get on to our main portion of this episode. Our match focus on AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe from TNA Unbreakable 2005. So I guess the first question I will throw to the floor, I'll let Gigi answer first. Man, was TNA awesome back in 2005, wasn't it? <laughs> You're right, it was. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this, from just watching this match, like, it just... I could watch this match over and over again. It just gives me that feel. I don't mm. know what it is. It's like that just nostalgia, buzzy, warm. Like, as soon as that old school AJ Styles music hits, I just want to run out into the street and Pele That's kick chill. a stranger. Uh, like, uh, I as, just want to just... As CM Pulse would put it in that weird English accent, every day is my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, like, that, that era was so good. The six-sided ring was still there. Oh, like, just Joe just running Rampage. The X Division was so hot. I didn't even really put two and two together that... Because, obviously, I haven't watched the Unbreakable pay-per-view in its entirety probably since it happened. Mm. I go back for this match 
constantly. And I forgot that this was actually the main event of the show, yeah. which is crazy this to was think the, as well at this time. Funny enough, fun fact, this was the very first main event headlined by the X Division. Wow. Rightly you know, so. Like, they know and how they knew so. how to pick them sometimes. Jeff Jarrett knew what to do or what, what, what match to put right at the end. <laughs> and this, this is like monsters ball era i think hardy's oh, come yeah, in at this is... point sabu actually had a match against abyss on this card i was gonna say oh well there um, you go do, 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 do you guys want a uh, run for some of the names um that were on the tna roster around uh in the year 2005 <laughs> yes yes please um you have your obviously your aj styles abyss who is clear of kane just saying yeah <laughs> um you know your uh, Christopher Daniels, Christian Cage, Chris Sabin, right? all our, all of all our favorites, right? Um, completely forgot that Jerry Lynn was here. Yeah, at this time he was here. He was still in. Was he active? He yeah. was still he actively like... wrestling at this. Yeah, point? he was yeah. jumping between Ring of Honor and TNA at this point. Uh, right. We had, yeah. Um, we mentioned Monsters Ball. We also had Raven, where Raven would have his Raven's Rules matches, where it was just whatever Raven wanted to do for 10 minutes. Yes, at this time, <laughs> he was NWA World Heavyweight Champion as well. <laughs> um, we had, and of course, such favourites, such as Shannon Moore. <laughs> Give me more, Shannon. <laughs> uh, we had people like Elix Skipper, Chris Harris. Oh, legend. Ah, America's Most Wanted. The goated tag team in early NWA TNA. Uh, and as I like to as I like to remind people about this, uh, who looks like a literal child, Roderick Strong. Oh yes. <laughs> oh old old youthful Roderick Strong. Oh, this would have been when kind of he came in, Aries came in, this sort Shelley of time, came in, yeah. This was yeah, the time when they had the kind of like the ring of like the, the top tier Ring of Honor guys coming in for bit parts in TNA at yeah. this point. Uh, who can forget the free live crew as well? <laughs> it's a shame. I was going to say it's a shame that uh, that a certain member of the free live crew hasn't DM'd us yet, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll be harsh right. about that. <laughs> It will, it will happen one day. It just will purely, just pure, purely so that I can reply, no. <laughs> but of course, we can. Who can forget Monty Brown as well? Yeah, man. We, we don't. We don't forget Monty Brown on we this podcast. Never, we will never forget Monty. No, but that's Brown. the thing, though, because like, you have you have this mix of people, like obviously Alex Shelley, who I adore as a wrestler. Same. Um, Christopher Daniels, obviously AJ, um, and like. All of that, like gen the the talent they managed to find, considering that like at this point they were like trying to find people, they were trying to find new names. The fact that they were able to find so many people and like establish itself so quickly with it was brilliant. And again, like we say, the X Division fucks. <laughs> oh my god this was this was a goated time for the x division that's for darn sure but for, before i get actually into the match uh what i usually like to do with more pay-per-views than match focus matches but would you chaps like to know what was going on in the world of wrestling at this time oh please so i will run through some of the things that are happening on raw and smackdown as well as a little thing from ovw just because the names that wwe had at this time is quite funny so the raw before this 
took place at in Nashville. And on the card, we had such matches as Kurt Angle versus Eugene. We had the That's team. What the people want. We had the team of Viscera and Val Venus defeating the Heartthrobs. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, no. Can you Viscera remember the Heartthrobs, and Val... Antonio and Vis- Romeo? Okay, that's one part. Viscera and Val Venus. This is when you Viscera just know was... what was happening there. <laughs> yeah, this Viscera was the world's largest love machine. Yeah, he was coming out Unfo- to the song that was that was literally titled "Fuck Me." I, unfortunately, no I, <laughs> no. I remember this. It's like that same thing when, when we tell people that King Booker's theme song was called Dead White Guy. <laughs> oh my god, what? <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> hey, we're learning today. We're learning on this show. On our show, people learn information that they never wanted to know. In the exactly. I, no, I, this is all good shit for me, man. This is exactly <laughs> the kind of stuff I want to learn. We had, John C- we had John Cena in a non-title match defeating Tyson Tomko. Oh, no. We had Just Look At Me era Rob Conway defeating Shelton Benjamin. That is a crime. Rob Conway oh. defeating Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> And in the main event, I kid you not, the main event was Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch in uh, defeating Rosie and the Hurricane. See, okay. okay. In no universe are Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch main eventing a show. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I want the fact the fact that we're now here in we're now here in 2023 and I go back to 2022 and technically Trevor Murdoch has main evented a pay-per-view in, in the year of 2022 mm. is a crime. And it's called the NWA. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. Your NWA World's Heavyweight Champion could be on Talk TV on Piers Morgan show. Oh, wait. Brother, don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm not going to do it to you. I want to talk about OVW because the, the caliber of people that WWE had in developmental. Oh, my God. So we had the heartthrobs again in OVW. <laughs> Okay. We had Brent Albright. Do anyone remember Gunnar Scott? Basically, the guy who was oh kind God. of penciled in to be Chris Benoit's protege. What, what a role that is. Wow. So, so be a fly on the walls with that, dude. Uh. <laughs> we had Brent Albright defeating Mike Mondo, who would end up being Mikey in the Spirit Squad. Nice. nice. Bobby Lashley in a squash match in OVW. And the in the in the OVW main event Bobby of Bobby Lashley feels wrong. Yes. In the main event of this week's or this week's episode of OVW, for the number one contendership for the OVW heavyweight title, Daniel Puder defeated Ken Kennedy. <laughs> What a cursed match. <laughs> Remember one million dollar tough enough winner, Daniel Puder, who almost broke Kurt Angle's arm? <laughs> See, but the, whole, play thing, to the, the whole, guy, man. whole thing about that story, though, is just the fact the fact of he went into a match and just went, I can shoot on Kurt Angle, and did. <laughs> and that got like, Kurt Angle very upset. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a level of confidence that is unreal. May I just say, with all of this, it gets worse as we get to SmackDown. 
Oh, I'm sure. We have the Legion of Doom, Animal and Heidenreich in a tag team title oh, match defeating Eminem. It was this. <laughs> We had Pirate Paul Burchill defeating Scotty Too Hotty. Hey, anyway, you remember that time when Paul Burchill had that storyline? I'm not going to finish the sentence. No, I was just going to say, do not finish that sentence. <laughs> do not finish that sentence, Dan. We had a cage match with Eddie Guerrero defeating Rey Mysterio, though. That sounds like the only good thing that's been mentioned so far. And in yeah. the main event, we had Batista... Uh, defending his world title against JBL in a Texas bull rope match. See, see, up until that bit, you had me. <laughs> uh, let's not forget as well that this was during the time, I forgot to say, where Chavo Guerrero decided to not be Latino anymore and decided to be a white man from the suburbs. Owen White, the man. <laughs> oh, God. Remember his catchphrase? If it ain't white, it ain't right. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I will not comment. <laughs> you know, maybe I should do it like a, a double feature with that storyline and get out and see how I feel. But, like, there's, there's, a, whole, there's a whole part to this, right? With which I have to remind people, this was 2005. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't this wasn't 1985. <laughs> even though it wouldn't just be ex excusable to just do straight up racism back then, but like this is 2005. <laughs> I was just gonna say, remember, time is a f is just is a, is a, is just a flat line for Vince. Of course, you know, 20 years before that, he was doing Akeem the African Dream. <laughs> you know, do you, you ever think that Vince McMahon sees time like Doctor Manhattan, just all time? All at once, yes. only he thinks it's still Lady Five. Oh, absolutely! I mean, this brother. Now the brother, man's back in power. <laughs> this brother's trying. God to help get, us um, all. He's trying. He's trying to get Austin back for a match. So, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? I don't know what I expected, frankly. Okay, should we get back to Unbreakable? <laughs> Yeah, let's get. So. To, let's get. That's to... a good segue, Vince McMahon, Unbreakable. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, like... checks out. That does check oh, out. God. Okay, so Unbreakable 2005 from the Impact Zone in Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. There is something so iconic about the Impact Zone that kind of forever sticks in my brain. You know, the two, the double entrance tunnels from like one I, end of the arenas. I love the double. I know that the double entrance tunnel is so inconvenient, but I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, the six-sided ring, which apparently wasn't all that like most people, most people in the heavyweight division weren't too fond of it. But AJ was the one that kind of was a proponent of it, saying like not only does it give us more kind of opportunities for high-flying moves, but it makes us different from WWE. Well, because the thing is, right? I can understand like if you're a wrestler and you spent your entire time in a four-sided ring. Being in a six-sided one probably really fucks with your head. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, how do you get yourself in the right places? But it actually allowed them to do a lot more inventive stuff, which is why I'm always a big proponent of the point of... I love Monty Brown's pounce. Yes. But I love yes. it because there's so many more opportunities to set it up. Mm -hmm. Because you physically have more places to do it. Exactly. Especially because he can fucking blindside people with it. That's why I love the pounce. And I just think, like, 
even a casual fan, you turn over to see wrestling and it's a six-sided ring. You know, you're probably not privy to, you know, the lucha six sides that you see, but yeah. you know, just seeing that, you'd be like, "What the fuck? Why, how, why are they in a six-sided ring?" That's how I. That's how I discovered TNA straight up. I straight yeah. up. I saw it was just flipping over, flipping channels, saw it, and I, my brain just went, wait, wait, they, they can do that? That's allowed? You know what I <laughs> Who's allowing this? You know what I absolutely loved? It was the toy company that TNA partnered with. Apparently, they were a big proponent of keeping the six-sided ring because the ring was selling like hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, Bro, could you could you imagine if you were there as a kid, you had your wrestling figures, you go to your mate's house, and then he has a ring and it's got six sides. <laughs> Especially if you've got the lethal I'd lockdown ring with the six sides of steel. <laughs> I mean, I'd be going crazy. I'd have been like, right, get your mum to ring me mum. I'm staying round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> have your people call my people. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and get a few guys. You figures and, uh, come back. Well, I'll bring my WCW figures. We're gonna have a whole. Everyone, we're gonna have a super card. Every, 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 everyone doing their um, WWE, TNA, WCW dream, dream match cards. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. So let's get started. I mean, Samoa Joe's the man back at this time. At this point, he was the longest reigning Ring of Honor champion. Still at this time was undefeated in TNA and this and he was right in the midst of a rivalry that was gripping television wrestling, this rivalry between the three of them. Man, Samoa Joe, this is goated Samoa Joe at this time. Bro, he's so good. <laughs> he's genuinely one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Like I I struggle to leave him out of, you know, everyone has the kind of objective Mount Rushmore or a subjective one, you know, one that's personal to you. But Joe just is always in that conversation for me. Like I just I just can't speak highly enough of the man. Explosive, just a massive lump of a hard hitting man, just yeah. And and the black and white gear in this as well, I'm just like, Yes, come yes. on, Joe. Everything yes. about him was so different. And I just love the fact that like he genuinely gave off the entire aura of he will kick your head off. I mm. love the fact as well that he was a giant nerd purely because of the muscle buster. You can't be you cannot be a nerd and not have that as a finishing move. That that man loves ultimate muscle so much that he adopted the finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Samoa, Samoa Joe's so good, and like especially in, especially with this match and just TNA in general, he offers something so different. And this is the thing I like about this match as a whole. I'll get to it more later when we get to like the summary, but it's there's so much like inventiveness in here. Mm, exactly. It's like we, we've all seen the triple threat formula. It gets a bit boring at times. Yeah. Dude, this just goes bang, 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 bang. You're expecting this, now you're getting this. Let's go. Exactly, exactly. Old school AJ is so darn iconic to me. Like the hood, the pyro, the biker shorts, the kick pads. I mean, this is this is the AJ Styles I grew up with as a teenager yeah. watching TNA. Oh, original flavor, AJ Styles. For a guy like me coming off of pure a pure WWE diet was a revelation. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was fucking seeing. You know what the best part is? It was like AJ and the Amazing Red made me go, holy shit, there's more to wrestling. 
Yeah, like straight up though, AJ was like, holy shit! Like I've been missing out on stuff. Like at that point, the best wrestler I'd ever seen. I just, mm. just objectively the best wrestler I'd ever seen. I'd yeah. seen good wrestlers. I'd seen great wrestlers, but. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't care. Just... If, you were, if you were like at ten to twelve at that time of TNA, you was like AJ was the man. Oh yeah. That I don't think there's been a better version of him. No, no, there hasn't. There has there... not been a better version. Like, baby, fa- baby face AJ is peak, just the man. Peak phenomenal one is the best AJ. Oh mate. Like, and although he may have, you know, he's probably with experience improved his wrestling IQ and you know he probably structure a match better now and there's probably nuances that have really improved but just balls to the walls drop salt spiral tap you know moonsault uh death drop like th- that's the AJ man that is double arm bands shorts drop in the story about how AJ Styles said that he just forgot how to do the spiral tap yeah, that's <laughs> And of course, we have the fallen angel, the cloak. Okay, I have one thing to say about Christopher Daniels. That is, when I was when I was like, a, a, when I was like a teenager, and I started watching TNA. When I saw the the BME for the first time, my brain could not comprehend what had happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cloak, the hood part, the Marilyn Manson ripoff theme. God bless you, Dale Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> the X Division what, title what just... just blatantly ripping off other popular people. Isn't it crazy, right? When Mike uh, when Mike today said he was thirty three in this match, he's not aged a day since two thousand and five. He just looks exactly the same. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I, see, see, that was what I was thinking. I was looking at Daniels and I was like, wait, how old is this bro right now? Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? It, it, I think I think the only thing that's changed is just facial hair. That's yeah. it. But all three of them, funnily enough, this is all yeah. you, know, you know. Joe's not I... got a beard. AJ can't grow a beard yet. Joe can't grow a beard yeah. yet. And oh no! AJ Styles looks so young. Proper. He looks so young. Straight oh, yeah, out of Gainesville. Like a, look, he straight up looks like a child in this. Yeah. <laughs> he really. You think does. that's? Do you think that's what's happened? Do you think? Well, actually, Joe is still good. I was just wondering if there was like a direct correlation between AJ growing a beard and his moveset. <laughs> like, oh, no, absolutely, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I bet you, if you, I bet you, like, I think at this point, it's just that his long hair is just wind resistance now. That's it. You can't cut that off. He's the, right back to it. The soccer mum haircut is weighing him yeah. down. Yes. <laughs> the thing I love about TNA, TNA, um. AJ Styles, especially this period, was he was just a complete nutter. Yes. Mm. Like, he just did whatever, and as much as, like, he has gone and refined his moveset and developed himself as a wrestler, but also (laughs) he doesn't do stupid shit anymore. Yeah, like, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that he has, like, when I think about it, like, modern AJ, it's always, like, he's probably gotten better but i actually can't tell because i because <laughs> original aj styles just hit me at a certain point at a certain time that even if i could like if you could like blueprint it and show me like no this is how he is better 
I still wouldn't fully believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. That is very, very true. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have JB Jeremy Borash here doing the uh, doing the announcements for the match. And look. Okay. First point. Why is this brother so orange? <laughs> JB caked on like bronzer during this no, time. Okay. <clears throat> I can see the outline. I can see where he had his hair down while they were doing it, and they left the spot where his skin is just like bright white in the lights. <laughs> I, 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 I swear I heard I a story at one time when JB was doing the announcements that it was actually Dixie Carter that was putting fake tan on him because he just looked so pale. Yeah, but then why did they make him look like he was ready to go on a night out in Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so bad, but I, I, I can't help but just go, JB, Jeremy Borash here. Every time I see uh borash or hear borash's voice now look i know the design is just a big x in aerial font but the og x title is goated and i don't care what anyone says sometimes simplicity is key i love that design of the x title so darn much. Okay, so let's get to the match. We start with Daniel's bad-mouthing Styles and Joe telling them he's Mr. TNA, and they both decide to just gang up on him and then have who can kick harder contest. Now, this is wrestling. <laughs> uh, and Joe absolutely laid it in with the last one as well. Oh, my God. Oh. And, it's, and then it's just Daniel's getting up and just going, stop kicking me. Like, as if, you know, when your brother just keeps yeah. giving you things yes. or whatever, you're like, you just have enough. And that was that was not kayfabe. That was shoot, Daniel. Was going, Could you stop <laughs> kicking me? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that was absolutely like, no, 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 stop it now. Allow my back, man. Oh, uh, but I love that, that when, when he says that, Joe and Styles just give him a high and low. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but then again, AJ being AJ at this time, he decides, fuck it, I'm going to get the surprise victory. and goes straight into a victory roll on Joe for a two. What what I love about... Sorry, I was trying to go back to the kicks just quickly. What I love is on the last one, uh, Joe just like turns his leg slightly, so he's like kicking with Proper. the inside of his foot. And I'm just yeah. like... I just yeah. That way, that was saying, I'm going to let you know real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, with so, Daniels there in and out, Joe decides to go in for a Rings of Saturn attempt on Styles, but then is thwarted by Daniels to a sharp stomp to the head. And then again, we get... The uh, clean. <laughs> we get, like, I, I love the, the combination move that Daniels does. A bulldog from Styles jumps into an enziguri onto Joe. Oh! Oh, that was so good! And <laughs> I... I was watching this match and I'm like, how is literally every single move so silky smooth? I don't think I've actually, like, every single move, yep. all of it, I like, cause part time to perfection, no, no, not a hint of hesitation. Of, of, yeah, just. Like, because Daniels tries it again. Like, like soon after. But Joe just goes and Uranagis him straight to the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but the, th the thing I love about this, though, is it, it, it makes the most of the benefit of having three people in the ring compared to two. 
Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that. I feel like far too often triple threat matches are involved about like, oh, it's one v one, then the one v one changes. Yeah. Whereas this, this is, is... About like all three of them are involved all the time. Yeah. That's exactly what makes it good. That is exactly the point. Like, there's very, very. I know I might be getting ahead here, but you know, there's very rare moments where there's either lulls or like you said, a one-on-one, like it's very short spurts. If there is, you know, an exchange between Joe and AJ and Daniel's out the ring, it's very short. He's back in the ring almost immediately. And they are making use of having those free people. And so many of the spots are three person spots. You know, they're not just like you said, one-on-one and then the other person interferes. They are literally, you know, the, spots are built around us having free people here and it's about and i think it was the quackenbush book um he's uh, it's about producing matches and putting matches together he says about striking range Mm. and how important that is in wrestling because the further you are away from your opponent that just releases the tension that you're trying to build and all of these three people just seemed like constantly within striking range. They were always just up in each other's business, continuously making the most of that time. You know, it's just madness. It's yeah. and it's everything. How everything transitioned from the from one big spot with the three to another. It never felt yeah. like there was ever that lull period. It was always just it always moved so smoothly from one to the other. And that's that's just chemistry that is very seldom rarely seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah this is the thing it's like when there are when there is separation it's about getting to another place Mm. everything moves with purpose everything moves for a reason and that's that's the biggest thing oh so further into the match joe goes for the the face wash combination that he does to the corner goes for the running version to end it but daniels manages to pounce joe out of the ring to which daniels then goes for his picture perfect arabian press moonsault to the outside and then of course we get that moment i think that everyone loves from this match bam springboard shooting star press from aj styles as don west god bless him marks the hell out Oh my god. Are we doing it? All right, let's talk about Mike Tanay and Don West. What a fucking commentary team. Oh, so good, man. Another underrated pair. Another underrated pair. It's amazing Don West went from a a, a, a shopping channel presenter and DJ to then becoming probably one of the best color commentators professional wrestling has ever seen. At one point in this match, he says that it's just turned into fisticuffs. And I was like, come on, Don. I just <laughs> said, it's turned into fisticuffs. It, I, I, it, like, honestly, with even with, like, some of the mad stuff that they do in this, like, period of TNA, it would not be the same if I did not have Don West just go, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, man, Tanay and Don just bounced off each other so well. You had, like, the, the great IQ of Tanay uh, just going off and naming moves straight out of the top of his head. And then you just had Don West being the the, the voice of the crowd, basically. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Don West is just being a hype man, and I live for it. <laughs> yeah. Did you just see that? <laughs> All I'm saying is, thank God that Jeff made the executive decision to take Ed Ferrara off the commentary team about the fourth NWA TNA pay-per-view and it then just left it with Mike Tanay and Don West. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff Jarrett, for that. (laughs) 
So oh, that only gets a two count from Styles as he rolls Joe back in the ring. Oh, so- co- sorry. Can we just can we just talk about the the uh, plancher that he's just done? Because yes, it's just about that moment where it's that ongoing debate that we always have about the suicide dive spot where people are just kind of waiting for it. And for me, I kind of turn a blind eye. I think it's just part and parcel to wrestling. You want to see the big dive out, you know, to the outside. So you've got to kind of take that with it. You know, us just kind of standing there with our arms around each other. But (laughs) this was literally just, you know, Daniels and Joe just whacking each other and, AJ Styles all of a sudden interrupts it via a shooting star press. And I, then obviously we get the one yeah. later on that's even better, but just oh. the way they do it is just so I love clean. the fact that like all three of them had the wherewithal to go, all right, let's make it actually look like we're not even acknowledging what's going on in the ring and we're just trying to wail on each yeah. other. Thoughtfulness. There's just thoughtfulness going into each and every spot. And I mean, c- can we mention the Joe one here? Oh, or... yes, absolutely. <laughs> because that one, that one, like you, you can just see him in the distance, like in between these guys, just firing shots at each other. You see him get up, you watch him off in the distance. The crowd know it's happening as well, but you're still kind of in the foreground with this little scrap and he just dives and rolls and spins. Oh my God. Yeah, that, because he just kind of books himself over the weight on that shit. I love, <laughs> you know what? I love reckless abandon Samoa Joe because do you remember, yeah. like, going offshoot of this, do you remember the, the drop kick he did off the stairs to Sting and he landed, oh he landed cross legged into the barricade? <laughs> That, that actually made a shudder go down my spine yeah. in remembering so that. That, oh. that's, that's, that, spot, that spot is so stupid and it achieved absolutely nothing. <laughs> if I tell you that I that I love it with some weird sense of sick curiosity. I love it purely because you can see Joe's face right afterwards. It's a look of, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's 2005 and yet I still shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and it's not even like I shouldn't have. It's why did I? Like, <laughs> why? That's, that's the thing. It achieves nothing. It doesn't further the match. It doesn't do. It doesn't have any impact. It just hurts Joe. But it's but it's great. <laughs> going going to another amazing sequence. We're back in the ring. Daniels is whipped into into Styles. And Daniels manages to get a monkey flip off, but Styles then, in a feat of beauty, manages to counter it and Hurricane Runners Joe. Like, holy crap! <laughs> this is what I mean, though. This, it's the it's the thing of we are building this around. There are three people involved. Mm. Yeah, we they are all active at all times, and it's even like when you're there and you see them, like you can see them put the pieces together to get them in the right position. Yeah. Mm. It's oh, it's brilliant, and that's one of my favourite spots in the match. Honestly, yeah, that, that monkey spot. Like, I just, like, it's so good. Athleticism to do that. Oh god. And it's and you've got to have the base of Joe to be able to, you know, be thrown forward and then effectively go back, you know, yeah. in one swift to movement. Stop yourself and then go the other way. Yeah, I can imagine the moment to change your momentum like that and at, at that pace as well is not an easy thing to do. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, yes, we get the, the sequence with Daniels with running knee into Joe as Joe fires back with his signature, signature slaps and knees. Goes for the running knee, but uh, Daniels counters it into an O'Connor row. 
then then falls straight into the coquina clutch by Joe. And then we see Styles just out of the corner of the frame, going up to the top <laughs> rope. And the only way to get Joe out of the coquina, or Daniels out of the coquina clutch, is to just give him a spiral tap. <laughs> okay, it's a spiral tap, but I prefer the term spinning headbutt. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, because I... this man goes head first into Daniels' stomach. <laughs> I prefer calling it to 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 wrap to be a weeb for a moment. The drill that will pierce the fucking heavens, cause good <laughs> God Almighty, it's, the it's, it's how he, on that shit. How he bounces off the two of them after he lands it. Though. I'm just like, it's the I sickest love- thing that anyone could ever do ever. Quite I, frankly, I, I just love it because it's again. Reckless abandon. The last time I saw uh, really the... just, he just throws himself in the top row, just does a fucking 360. <laughs> the last time I saw a person do that was in fucking the train fight in Spider Man 2. Yeah. That was the last time. <laughs> like, like, we've reached a new level here. And it is just the fact that you can, because I've seen this match so many times, a lot of it, I was like, oh, this is going to happen next. Oh, this is going to happen. So when Joe's got him in the clutch, I'm I'm watching for AJ and you literally see him in the background. And I didn't realize, he was on the other side of the ring. He just casually just yeah. plods along, <laughs> walks around, and then, and then he just, okay, whoop. And then, he, and then he goes to pin both of them as well, which, you know, you see that spot so many times in a multi-man match where it's like, you just know, well, you're not going to get them with this. But mm. because of the fact that, like you said, Reckless Abandonment just threw his body with no regard just into both of them. And, you know, Daniels has splashed onto Joe from AJ. There's a sandwich. You can almost believe how hurt they would be by it. So yeah. him making the pin at that point made sense because they mm. were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just got they just got drilled by a human being. Like, I believe that one of them would be down from that. Oh, yeah, who you are. Somehow, all three of them are up as Daniels tries to attempt to best moonsault ever. It's cut down by Styles, who ties him to the tree of woe. With thrust kicks by Styles, then is stopped by a ginormous shining wizard from Samoa Joe, sandwiching the pair in the corner. Followed, followed up by one of my favourite basement drop kicks I've ever yep. seen. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god. And I love this is because it genuinely feels like Christopher Daniels has been hit by a literal truck. <laughs> yes. I love yeah. I love the combo he does after this. The the inverted atomic drop drop uh, drop kick and senton combo that Joe does. I love that. That, that combo is one of my favorite things in wrestling. It's and I love I love combo spots like this that are just notorious to certain people. Like you know the Shingo back elbow jab clothesline. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Kenny you could maybe throw the Kenny triple dragon suplexes in there. But you know just where we're kind of in on it. So we're right here. Oh, and then he's going to hit the senton. We just know what's coming, and there's just something gratifying about watching it unfold. Yeah. Also, also. Wrestling heritage, the big boy sent on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I'm saying, not even with this. You think it would get any crazier, but holy crap, Daniel's pulling off a Death Valley driver to Samoa Joe. <laughs> That's that strength right there. <laughs> 
I love the That's... counter. We talked about Joe doing the the huge toe pay outside of the ring, but the counter sequence from Styles and Daniels to get them into that oh, position. Yeah. Oh, that 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 was amazing, especially like the the apron jump moonsault landing on his feet from Styles. Clean, so clean. And again, you know what's happening. You know what AJ's trying to set up for. He wants that reverse DDT off the moonsault. Yep. But, you know, Daniels knows it as well. He's, oh, it's just beautiful. So it is I so just, beautiful. I, I, I love this spot just so I, it's, you know, it ties into a thing that I just love in general, just from like media, which is when you have one thing to focus on and there's something else happening. Oh yeah, because there's so much cool stuff. Like obviously the the the, the slingshot, the the apron moonsault, which again, like AJ was so mad athletic. His <laughs> core strength must be going crazy at that time. Oh, oh he's gonna do just a he's just going to do something to to Joe in this match that made me go, that's impossible. <laughs> A man that size, that's impossible to do. But there's, there's, there's this moment that I'll, I'll try it. I'm watching. I've just got the video for myself so I can pick it up. But there's like this moment where Joe stands up and he just turns. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I know what's happening and I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> and it's just watching their impending doom. Like you just, yes. you know, it's. And then you, it cuts back, and you just see this massive dude sprinting. Samoa Joe is built like a like a potato sack. Player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. He just himself, and I love it so much. There's no, there's no finesse. There's no control. It is just I need to get over. Yeah. So I this, mean, is, this is this is what happens when you're working at Ring of Honor and you've got Nigel McGuinness in the back as well. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, were it me. Were it me, I might I might have been tempted. I mean, especially considering you had enough rope to do it in the six sided ring, I would have been tempted to fucking gimp the ring and literally just have Joe smash through the ropes and do it. <laughs> I I would have fuck, I would have gone insane if that had happened. <laughs> uh, T T and A and ring ropes aren't uh, a good pairing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Spare. <laughs> But you understand my reasoning. <laughs> so Man, after... literally too angry to stop for ropes. Talking, yeah. of, talking of angry and ropes, Joe decides to see that Daniels and Styles are at the top rope and yeets them off of it. <laughs> I love again, that. Again, it's not just your, your normal Tower of Doom spot. It's not a suplex powerbomb spot, you know. He's exactly. just <laughs> frozen. Just frozen over his shoulders. Like, go away. Like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> But we do get a muscle buster to Styles. Yes, we almost. Uh, yes, get we two. do. We do get a. We do. We do get a two. Daniels goes to try and clock Joe with the X Division title, but runs into a beautiful power slam. Okay. But a little bit before, I think it's a little bit before this though. There's such a brilliant exchange between Joe and Styles. And yeah. Oh, the four, the, the, the potatoes and forearms. The, 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 <laughs> the summary of why they're so good, followed up by one of the one of the grottiest German suplexes you've ever seen. <laughs> Dumping stars you know on his head. You know what it is with you know what it is with my with my standards. The grottier the German, the better. Yes, that is true. <laughs> it's just 
it is AJ just firing up and going, no, you know what? Bang, just throwing fists, just throwing fists at him. And then Joe's like, what? Slap, yeah. slap, <laughs> slap, slap, slap. And then the dirty German. Oh, wow. He just, ah. He's just there and he goes, I am now going to dump you on your neck. Die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, as I said, Daniels goes to clock Joe with the exhibition title, runs into that beautiful power slam. Joe has the same idea, but gets an insecurity from Daniels for his troubles. And then we get a battle of wills between Styles and Daniels, and then into a blue thunder bomb from uh, from Daniels. Who this side of Sami Zayn has probably one of the best blue thunder bombs. Yeah, yeah that as well. Yeah, <laughs> we get the best moonsault ever, which still pops me to this day, even when Kevin Owens yeah. does it as well. I I saw this and I was like, how do, how do you do that? That that's impossible. <laughs> But we do get Christopher Daniels hit going for a crossroads. <laughs> also, also though, also though, Christopher Daniels clears like half the ring on a moonsault. Yeah, oh, he does. It's the best moonsault ever. He can do that. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, fought. he he had his he had his move that was like that. I can't remember what it was called. I want to say it was called the Last Rites. I think it was the Last Rites. Yep. yep. But then Cody Rhodes saw it and went, oh, I wonder if I could use that. Let, let me have that real quick. <laughs> Styles finally hitting the styling DDT. Planting Daniels into the mat, oh, still for a two. It's not a beautiful move. I love the styling DDT so it's much. So, it's so good. I almost don't want to see other people do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's not doing it, so someone might as well. Exactly. Someone, someone, has, someone has to. Someone has to. We get a big old superplex moment there from Daniels to Styles. Mm-hmm. And we have Joe doing the crawling uh, to the ring and trying to pin both only for a two count. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, we do get the powerbomb STF combo as well, which I, I do love that combo combination so much. One, two, no, I'm going to make you suffer. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's why I love, and Sam will back me with this, um, uh, Calvin Tankman's finishing sequence. Yes. Yes. Uh, he, he does the powerbomb, pops them up at two, and then just smacks them in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, it's just, like chess isn't it i'm one move ahead of you so oh you kick out of that well i'm already i've yep. got this plan for you anyway so either way <laughs> I, I am i am a connoisseur of the power bomb boston cap crab combo yes yeah absolutely <sighs> but his is a higher one isn't it he kind of yeah, holds the, the flies on it mm. God, he, 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 it's high and then sub like he get he, he, he makes sure that, he, that, that there is a massive reverb to the fud when he hits them on the ground <laughs> So God bless uh, Dom West for actually coming up with the name of the Pele kick, as we get a Pele yeah. kick from Styles. All right, a real quick aside because I don't think we mentioned it because because I don't did we mention it last time when them when Pele died? Did we mention an RIP to Pele? We did it. Yeah, that's an oversight, and I really feel bad about it. So I'm just gonna really quickly RIP to Pele, the goat, the obvious goat. The uh, obvious goat of erectile R. dysfunction. <laughs> R.I.P. Pele. And then also, let's just say about how cool the Pele kick is. Yes. Absolutely. <sighs> holy shit. <laughs> this is fucking brilliant. I feel like, of course, as he's gotten a little bit older with age and, you know, as he's, you know, a little bit more less nimble than he used to be, Styles' Pele kick, while still very, very visually appealing to look, doesn't quite have enough, like, doesn't have that kind of, that, that visual, that, like, amazing holy shit moment like it did back in this time. The thing I always loved about 
his about his one was that was the snap on it. Yeah, because m- most time whenever I saw it, it would be like they were just like doing a kick or doing a backflip. But this one is like he he you see the point of the kick. The only one I like more is Finn Balor's, but that's because it's literally like he's doing an overhead kick in football. The only one yeah. I have to say the one I like as well is Kota Ibushi's because he's like I'm just going to do a moonsault and hopefully I land my foot on your neck. <laughs> But, but that's what you're right with the AJ one. It's all about the snap to the point where he doesn't even care how he lands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not yeah. even thinking about how his body's going to land if he lands on the fucking back of his head or whatever. Yeah. He's just trying to get that kick over to your face. He's just there, and, goes, snap. Yep. and also, I'm fairly sure, at least from the camera angle, it looks like it hits Joe straight on the top of his head. Yeah, it did hit the top of yeah. his head. It's so good. And the point is, Dan, the reason AJ's one, AJ's one doesn't work as well is because the hair is weighing him down. We've <laughs> talked about this. Yeah, I, I, the I've, volume. I've, I've said that, sadly, old AJ is simply not enough of a crackhead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has, he has, like, sorry, he has, like, he has children now, and yeah, he's he's older now. He has to protect his body. He can't just decide to just launch himself off a of, off a stage and just hope that he lands. <laughs> oh, that's the annoying thing about wrestlers—they grow up and get responsible. Exactly. Because right. <laughs> I tell you, today's, today's AJ Styles would never go for a torture rack on Samoa Joe, which he does immediately after the Pele kick. It's either, it's either you get sensible or you become Ric Flair with no in-between whatsoever. He's not wrong. My, could, see, uh, my, my, count, my counter to that is I love wrest- I love those old wrestlers that have just done one thing so many times that they're just still good at it. Yeah, like, that's like, always like, correct. Like, there's no reason for, for them to be doing that, but they still do it. <laughs> right, Terry Funk doing a moonsault. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so I love this little sequence as we get to the end of the match. The crucifix roll up into the Styles class. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man, that was so smooth. Saucy. So smooth. But uh, after that, Daniels manages. By all means, I'm sorry. Um, It should never have been as easy to get into the Stars Clash for AJ as as he made it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And credit to to Daniels as well to be able to uh, work enough with AJ to get into that into that predicament as well. Uh, it but... just goes back to the thoughtfulness, doesn't it? And exactly. you know, maybe AJ yeah. is just a big proponent in this match for that. And like the way he always found a way to get into that Styles Clash, because every time could have just been the pile driver set up, you know, lift them up, do the thing. And there was always inventful ways, even to the, you know, the previous few years in WWE, like the ricochet spot, you know, he's yes. always still trying to find ways to get into that finish. It's not just a pose to the crowd get him up and do it as you know he's thoughtful which is so good and it reflects in this match so much Mm -hmm. exactly daniels manages to uh, bamboozle john enough to send him to the outside the angel's wings is then countered by styles into a pin and one two three styles wins a fifth x division title we've got joe still undefeated never as he was never pinned and uh it's it's safe to say and I'm really happy to say that this rivalry was far from finished. As they, I think it was another five months worth of this rivalry that they had after this. 
Um, but and yeah, I have to say, I absolutely love the fact that the winning move is not a finisher. It's yeah, yeah it's a yeah. counter. It's a pinning counter. Beautiful. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> You know, I realized something as I was watching this match, as I was coming to the end of it. Despite, like, I would hazard a guess to say now that most multi-man matches today are certainly kind of inspired by this one, but it just doesn't seem like um, the, the the flow, the pace of it is the thing that has inspired people. It seems to be more, nowadays it seems to be kind of the more of the high-flying spots or what are inspiring today's wrestlers more than anything. And that's kind of, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a shame. I can understand why you'd want to do crazy spots. I mean, because come on, it's the easiest way to get a crowd engaged in a wrestling match but remember there's got to be there's got to be meat to the potatoes there's got to be stuff in between each of that it's it's the thing of i feel like too many matches now and i know this is a very bold thing for me to be saying with what i like in wrestling (laughs) focus upon building to one major spot Mm. but i think the power of this match and it's really the thing that i want to kind of say to people about watching this is that one big spot is good, but like, why not just build around lots of spots? Build around a lot of stuff and about the way you get between them. Make mm. it inventive. Rather than being worrying about this like big finishing moment, just let the match do that. Just exactly. Take time, go through. And when you do that, you, you realize how much more of a complete match you end up with. Hmm. Mm. absolutely there's a reason why this rivalry became such a focal point for tna in 2005 oh yeah um just because these guys were not only during triple threats but in between matches between uh, like when it was just like say styles and daniels or joe and styles and joe and dan there was that great match i don't know if any of you have seen it the the match between um joe and daniels for the x division title where um Joe ended up, it was ended up by uh, Styles throwing in the towel for Daniels because Joe absolutely battered Daniels to the point where he left him a bloody mess. Yeah. Great <sighs> match if you have, if you get the chance to watch it. Fantastic match. There's, um, there, well, there's, the, um, there's the the December 2005 AJ Styles Samoa Joe match, which I fucking love. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and they've got another triple threat, haven't they? Further down the, I think it might even be a few years after. Yeah, the 2009 yeah. one, I think. Doesn't I feel like they double up on that, or you know the the finish to this match? I'm sure that was done in another AJ Daniels encounter. I believe maybe it even was. Ring of Honor or something. I'm because I'm sure it was. They have done that spot a couple I'm of times. I'm almost certain it was a Ring of Honor card. I think it might have been. Yeah. I think it might have been 04, like 04 time that, of Ring that of Honor. But yeah, oh, it's just man, I can't say more en- enough about this match of how kind of how great it is. It is, um, is it, it's a, a great a comfort blanket match because you know when going into it that you're gonna have a really good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm. This is just randomly um, because I was trying to figure out when I was trying to find out when that AJ Styles Samoa Joe match was. Um, I I went on Cage Match to find it. So I was just sorted <laughs> by best matches in in what what is now Impact. Just 2005 just keeps appearing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, TNA had realised what they had, so they just put it front and centre. <laughs> and 
again, as we were talking about, I mean, this really, I think, was really kind of what solidified uh, the X Division, I think, for them. If, if I mean, I mean, Styles was the very first champion of the X Division, so he was also going to always make his mark. But this match, I think, was really ma what made people realize that there was something really special with this. Considering as well that Joe was not the atypical high-flying sort of wrestler for a division like this as well. But Sam, you have to remember, the X Division isn't about weight limits. It's about no, no limits. No limits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with the, with all of this, rating out of five from everyone, we'll start with Gigi. Rating out of five uh, for this one. Five. five. It's, it's one of my favourite <laughs> matches ever. The best triple threat match of all time. Keep your Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns and Edge match to yourself. <laughs> this is the best. This is the greatest triple threat ever. The... The chemistry, the peppering of spots, like, and, and just re-watch it. I can watch this match over and over again. It's like, you know, there's songs that you can listen to over and over again. This match is one I can watch constantly again and again. Like one I'll watch it. I might even watch it again later. Like, it's just that good. <laughs> I look, I, Samoa Joe is just one of the greatest. AJ is one of the greatest. Daniels is one of the greatest. And this match is just one of my favorites. And it literally, every time I watch it, I get excited. It, you know, I can't just, I can't sit there and watch it idly. Like I have, yeah. I am excited yeah. to watch this match every single time because it's, and even though you know the spots are coming, you know them all, you know, you, you see them all in your head. You can visualize them right now. You, you'd pop for them still. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just one of my favorite matches ever. Five out of five every damn time. <laughs> Reardon. Five out of five, mate. Five <laughs> out of five. For, the, for, for nothing else, just that corkscrew alone. Yeah. God, he was on him. AJ, 2005 AJ was just on another level. Wrestlers laying themselves off the top rope with complete reckless abandon so they can beam themselves onto someone. Yep. It's just, there's just, like, even, like, even the fact that I, I actually did find, like, Reaching the end, it might, this might be going like a tad too long, but that's not enough to that's not enough to like for it to lose a star. It's just <laughs> the best. It's just it's just TNA at its absolute fucking best. What happened? Good God, it's so painful. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not, dude. <laughs> or maybe I will, dude. Oh, mate. Dad. You know, you know, rewatch. Sorry, real quick. It you kind of this kind of makes me f want to listen, listen back to our our TNA episode and wonder was I angry enough? Was I angry enough in that episode? I don't remember. I don't recall myself being angry enough for what happened there. <laughs> I'll be oh, damn it. Out. Dan, your rating out of five. Uh, for me, this match is a five out of five. Um, we had this when um, obviously when speaking to Chris and are there better TNA matches I think that comes down to what you prefer mm. are there mm. better triple threat matches again I think that comes down to what you prefer for me this match is like borderline built for me <laughs> because it is atypical it does not follow the usual conventions it presents something really cool in a really different way they make the most of every single moment. They make the most of every single thing that they have around them. The fact that there's three of them, the fact they've got the six-sided ring, the fact that they've got a mix of different people with different abilities, 
um, and they just take all of it to the absolute limit and mm. just go absolutely crazy with it. And there, like I said, there is a healthy amount of reckless abandon in this match. <laughs> now, <laughs> I was going to say, would it be remiss for me? to think about it and if i was going to be really scientific about it to be 4.75 out of five and kind of thinking to myself out of this match and the other triple threat match from tna that i absolutely love which was the ultimate x match between styles saban and pt williams which is a great match by the way highly recommend that one and at the same time thinking were there better matches in tna sure but there is the part, there is that side of me that's going, oh, come on, Sam. You loved this match when you were a kid. It's five out of five. Come on. <laughs> it's never you know lost its luster. Well, like, I think maybe this is a part of it. I mean, it was brilliant when we watched it the first time. I'm sure, you know, we were just pulling our hair out, going mentors, youngsters watching this for the first time. But I think there is a certain element of that nostalgia when we can look back and it, they're playing all the hits. Like, yeah. The spiral taps, the Samoa Joe sent on, the, you know, the tope, Daniel's BME, everything. You know, they play all the absolute hits that they've got in their arsenal, every single hit. And then we just don't, the only one hit we don't get to see is the Angels Wings, which, you know, is the eventual finish. But that's why I love it as well. Every single good move that you want any of these guys to do, they're all crammed into this 25 minutes crazy that it's only 25 minutes as well <laughs> it's yeah. it's amazing yeah. i was gonna say take notes uh indie wrestlers of the day you can cram a lot of stuff into a short time <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing we've had with so many of these matches we've done where i'm there and i'm like oh wait this match is a lot shorter than i thought it would be it's just like a highlight reel of all three men exactly you know, it's, exactly it's, crazy. it's uh it's a that's one of the best parts Exactly. I feel that uh, it's almost... Uh, I'll, I'll go on a little tangent here and say it almost seems like the this sort of the high-flying style that these three kind of uh, brought to the table is almost kind of a lost art in today's professional wrestling. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, like, today's high-flying is not as good as this. If anything, I think it's only more than innovated. I mean, because we've now got guys doing double moonsault 630 splashes all over the place. But uh, it seems like I the think, lost think, art in think... making it sort of count where it counts, if you know it, what I mean. It's the, thing, it's the thing we said before, which is, like with the... Uh that took over and had a massive influence. Mm. I think, unfortunately, in a lot of independent wrestling, there's always this thing about, like, I, I call it doing too much. <laughs> it's always like, oh, we've got to do, we've got to do this big thing, we've got to do this big thing, we've got to go here, we've got to go here, we've got to make sure we're ready to, to do this. When, actually, the, the best parts that you get are those moments that come from building to it. So rather than, yeah, okay, cool, you've done a, you know, you've done some, like, I don't know, Springboard Phoenix Splash or whatever. Awesome. But, like, how did you get there? Exactly. And it's 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 the getting there that's become the, the real part. That's a big thing that can be learned from this match. Like and this how is... To, like, Mm. control the space and use the space and use that to like get you to where you need to go to and don't take this as a thing of like i don't like this sort of style of wrestling as i've always made it abundantly clear i love 
every single form and facet of professional wrestling yeah. high flying and lucha especially so i would say don't take it as a knock uh, anyone listening just know that it's like uh you know it's, it's it's easy it's easy to pump the brakes you know it's easy to pump the brakes at least at least a couple of times we don't have to have high spot after high spot if you know what i mean <laughs> but that is uh that's a nice way to wrap things up uh before we head off what an absolute pleasure it has been to have you on gg thank you so much for appearing dude pleasure is all mine about time <laughs> fan of your guys work so yeah it's a pleasure to be on and i'm honored to be a part of it especially to gas about one of my favorite matches so ah well i'll tell you what if we do the 2009 match we'll bring you back for sure <laughs> I'm there, but brother. Before, before we do the whole end i do my whole ending spiel if you've got any like social media things that you've got coming up in the future uh now's the platform the, the floor is yours to, to advertise and sell yourself away gg <laughs> yeah so just support sov pro sovereign pro wrestling um follow us on all the socials instagram tiktok twitter um go to youtube watch first rain in its entirety free of charge um by the time this is out uh, this is coming out monday did you say yes yeah yeah so there's still going to be tickets um well you'll have to see but get on them quick uh heavy is the head uh february the 5th manchester academy uh, i'd love to see you all there and warpath tickets are on sale that'll be a smaller show so it will sell out even quicker um which is on the 9th of april so sovereignprowrestling.com forward slash tickets look at our socials we have free world title matches at heavy is the head we have josh alexander the impact world champion which is, uh, you know, we're all fans of it. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, he will be there in the building versus Kez Evans. We've got the world title fight, Connors versus Simon Miller, and the Women's World Championship will be on the line. We will crown our first ever women's champion. Six of the most talented wrestlers in the world in that match. Um, so make sure you're there. And if you can't make it, make sure you purchase the pay-per-view after, which should be... Hopefully within a few days after February the fifth. So stay tuned and yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. No, pleasure. it's been an absolute pleasure. And shout outs to Sovereign Pro. Love what you guys oh, have yeah. been doing over there. And if anything, I feel like it's a it's a great. Um, it has all of the potential of a DPW. I feel Sovereign Pro does. So no, I I I, I really do look forward to to seeing what you guys come up with in the near future. That's for darn sure. Alrighty, cool. next episode. Actually, I don't know what we're doing next episode. Should we announce it midweek, shall we, chaps? Yeah, <laughs> we'll get something sorted anyway in the next episode. Shows you how great I am with, with planning things out. Oh, listen, we're all dead. What more do you want from us? Exactly. Officially, that's my job, but I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, then. We'll figure it out. You'll hear we'll you'll hear something on our socials what we're coming what we're getting onto up our, on our next episode. But until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan Reardon and GG, and you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. We will see you as always on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.